We present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell, and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello again. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the program that's done for comedy, what Robert Robinson has done for the Afro hairstyle. <laughs> On my right, can I introduce Tim Brooke Taylor and Willie Rushton. Sadly, Barry Cryer can't be with us today. He's on a skiing holiday in Holland. So, <laughs> sitting opposite them, Graham Garden and Stephen Fry. And finally, I'd like to introduce our scorer, a young lady whose chief claim to fame is that she once gave Ronnie Corbett two black eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, Samantha. <laughs> Right. Our first round today is uh, called Wuthering Hillocks, and it takes as, as its premise a theory of uh, publisher Ivor Hardback, who had the idea of cutting back great works of fiction to save money. Willie Rushton, will you start? Well, there is a steaming and controversial novel called The Last Temptation of the Reverend Roger Royal. <laughs> There's a film being made of this one, a regular film, called The Small Bore Rifles of Navarone. <laughs> Um, yes, the A.A. A. Milne's um, children's classic, uh, Winnie the Number Ones. <laughs> so, um, it's, it's only a P, in fact, it's how cheap it is. It's been slashed considerably. <laughs> I don't know if that puts you in the lead or disqualifies you. Anyway, we're going to go on to Willie. Uh, Have you got any more? Well, there's the Guinness Book of Writing paper. Uh, <laughs> Hotel du Lac has become bed and breakfast with Bath. Is <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, um, the, the the Richard Hannay classic of John Buchan, uh, The Step. <laughs> Which there's a film version with Kenneth Less, I think, in fact. <laughs> Any more? Soap operas are saving money. EastEnder, Neighbour, Coronation Bedsit, and Emmerdale Allotment. <laughs> Uh, Chekhov's two masterpieces have been reissued for, the, uh, uh, um, for this, for Ivor Hubbuck, as um, The Sister and uh, The Cherry Bowl. <laughs> the Deer Hunter becomes the Mousetrap. Steve <laughs> <laughs> Limore's A Pinch of Dust. <laughs> <laughs> Willie, you're trailing at the moment. Do you yes, have I another am. one? Don't you like me like that? <laughs> <laughs> I prefer you like this. Oh. The right. Willie? No. Right. At this point, then, we're going to... Uh, I'm going to give the team's advance warning of the late... Do you still have one for the last round, Willie? I don't want to interrupt you. No, I haven't. You haven't. If I had, I would have blurted it out. Right, well, you're still trailing, then. This right. is where I give the team's advance warning of the late arrivals they'll be introducing at the end of the show, and that's the uh, uh, late arrivals this week for the Fleet Street Ball. The Fleet Street Ball teams. And we move along now to the Tim Brooke Taylor's favourite round, the Adlib Poem. Lovers of poetry should now retune. As you know, I give the first line of a verse, and then the teams have to continue until I buzz them, and the buzzer sounds like this. Right, I'm going to start with Willie Rushton. Willie, the boy stood on the burning duck. <laughs> the boy stood on the burning duck. 
an almost perfect rhyme. A waving of a chicken. <laughs> what he was going to do with that would make stout hearts sicken. <laughs> Why stood he on this burning duck? I ask you that out loud. <laughs> Whatever were his reasons, he surely drew a crowd. Get off that duck, they cried to him, but still he stood his ground. Get off, get off, they yelled, but no, and flames, they rose around. When suddenly, from out the throng, there spoke a tiny voice. Good luck, Tim. <laughs> Hello, it said. Hello again. Oh, it was Max Boyce. <laughs> <laughs> he said, in an English accent, which he employed just this while, I've just been on holiday. Take a boat down the Nile. <laughs> Good at this, aren't I? Yes. An Egyptian cruise it was, he said. He said, oh boy, oh yes. Uh, oh. And uh, <laughs> I'm very disappointed with the state of the river at the moment. It's an appalling mess. Uh, uh, in the footsteps of Sir Richard Burton, um, um, I was trying to find the source. Uh, the put with the duck. A recipe I once heard in Morse. Dakar Orange. They tapped it out. Dot dot dash dot dot dash. <laughs> dash dot dot dash dash dot dot dash dot 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 dot. I didn't know you were allowed to say that on the radio. <laughs> right now, after that, this. Musical round, this is in which each team has to improvise a song on a subject provided by the other side, and assistance will be provided by Russ Conway's piano teacher, Colin Sell. <laughs> Going to start with you, Stephen and Graham. So, Willie and Tim, would you suggest a subject for them? We, 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 we thought possibly the Kenwood word processor blues. <laughs> Can a word process of blues? Can a word process of blues? Not right. Well, oh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, I, I mook up this warning. It's going very well. And. <laughs> Imagine my emprise. <laughs> my Kenwood word processor had dotted my T's and crossed my I's. And um, uh, then, when I used it as a laptop model, ooh. <laughs> It gave me barbecued chicken thighs. Yeah. 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 
Very good. And I'm going to give Stephen ten extra marks for singing. <laughs> when? <laughs> Stephen and Graham, will you give Willie and Tim a subject, please? Um, well, the blues doesn't work, obviously. Uh, how about... <laughs> a madrigal. The, the neighbours. The neighbours madrigal. Madrigal. Sport. You start. And finish. And do the middle bit as well. Thank you. <laughs> As I stepped out down Ramsey Street in Melbourne's suburbs fair, Des and Bruce, Charlene and Bruce, and Bruce and Bruce were there. Oh, they asked me very neighbourly. Oh yes, what you want, you bummy rogue? To play flying doctors and nurses with that Kylie Minogue. Fine, we come now to a round called Headlines. I shall give our team of celebrities a news story and ask them for appropriate headlines from the newspapers. Where else? They'll attempt to give me some funny answers. <laughs> there will be a few more rounds after this. What are these people you're going to ask? Here's a story then. William Tell shooting the apple. Who's going to start? Go on, Tim. <laughs> William Tell shooting the apple. This is from the Sunday Sport. Slaughtered apple was my husband, says nude alien housewife. <laughs> Realise you've given away that you've read this paper. Yeah. <laughs> well, I the, say um, read. Looked at the Daily Express with its uh, noted record for accuracy would be um, German woman harpoons banana off daughter's elbow. <laughs> <laughs> the Sun has the simple headline: Missed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a misprint. <laughs> On the other hand, the, the star gets it right with Core, what an archer. <laughs> You're getting bonuses of ten marks each every oh. time the audience applauses, so carry on. Anybody got any more? Guardian. Swiss win independence by an arrow march. <laughs> <laughs> Stop this cruel sport, the soft fruit inquirer. <laughs> and a sub-headline too, Apple Mountain comes to head. <laughs> <laughs> Today had Granny Smith in Alps horror. <laughs> and the, oh, there's one here from the tailor and cutter. Brown trousers make comeback in teenage market. <laughs> Any more? No more. No. Okay, well, Graham's in the lead, actually, there, because yeah. he didn't get any applause for that one. <laughs> now, for some good news, our teams have decided to go on holiday. They have to pack their suitcases entirely with objects beginning with a letter that I shall give them, and the other team can challenge if they don't think the object will fit or be needed for the holiday. Willie and Tim, you're going to start in your letter B. A budgerigar. <laughs> 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 
Boxer shorts. Beckstein. Challenge there from Graham. Yes, who is this Beckstein? <laughs> Friend of Willie's. Yes. <clears throat> ah. I think I'm kissing and telling in front of a large audience. I'm going to. I won't Carry travel on. without Carry him. Yes. Brown, brownie. <coughs> Camera. <laughs> I will kiss and tell. <laughs> what would you do with a brownie and a camera? <laughs> if you don't know, Stephen, I carry on. Poison your lovely mind. Sorry, Willie. What? Carry on. Um, a bathyscope. <laughs> Beckstein. <laughs> That's the wife of Willie's friend. <laughs> Thought I'd Mrs. Beckstein. And uh, there, um, a bath. Challenge there from Graham Garden. The washing utensil or the city? Both. Ah. <laughs> That's another thing I take. Both. Blamange. <laughs> Challenge from Graham Garden. Are you worried about this brownie now? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got photographs of it now, you know. Look. <laughs> <clears throat> right, I won't uphold that one. Come on. Um, Tim Rooley. Basil? Beckstein's eldest, that is. Uh, thermometer. The bee is silent. <laughs> As in a dead bee. <laughs> no, that's the buzzes. Oh, a buzz. A brute. Can you just uh, hold on for a moment? I'm under address Graham and Stephen. This game will go on forever unless you challenge. <laughs> oh, I see. We haven't had, we haven't had a success so, with right. Whatever happens, can you press your buzzer? What? Yes, Graham Garden. <laughs> a buzzer? A correct challenge, and it's over to you now. Graham and Stephen, your, your letter is T. T. Tmesis. Where are you going? Challenge from... <laughs> That's a fatal disease in several countries. <laughs> it's, it's a figure of speech. Oh, amazing. right, fine, sorry. Right. Carry on. Two Tmesides. <laughs> Carry on. How about, how about a third one? <laughs> um, a tricycle. A toucan. A ricicle with a T in front of it. A transistor. Challenge from Willie. Men in women's clothing are not acceptable in many countries <laughs> in the world. Now, carry on. I won't accept that. The Titanic. Oh, sorry. So that was a. Tellis Vallis. Um, Telly addicts with Noel Edmonds. Challenge from Tim. Is this some sort of perverted holiday? <laughs> Oh, it's a public service. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You, you've got another ten seconds. Oh, another ten seconds. <coughs> ten uh, seconds. Ten seconds more. Graham and Graham and Stephen have won that round through sheer <laughs> endurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to ask Samantha what the score is. Thank you. Now. <laughs> next round is called Guinness Book of Records. I shall give our team some statistics and they must identify the record they represent. We're going to start with you, Graham. Your statistic is as follows. 
34,306 bottle caps. That's probably the contents of Oliver Reed's dustbin. <laughs> In fact, I'll go further. I'd say that was a personal best. Before lunch. <laughs> do, you, do you want to know the, right, the correct answer? Yes, I'll take guess. a wild guess. Let me just take a wild guess. Is it the biggest collection of bottle caps in yes, the world? Yes, it is. Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Outside of Kenny Ball's band room. Now, Tim. <laughs> oh, oh! What has more than 2,490 knots per square inch? Warren Beatty's vasectomy. <laughs> I don't know whether that's the right answer or not. What I've got down here. Oh, sorry, it's a square inch. What I've got down here is the most finely woven carpet. Could be the same thing. Now, Stephen, <laughs> your statistic is three minutes and 45 seconds. Three minutes, 45. The, I think that was the longest lasting of Mickey Rooney's marriages. <laughs> yeah, right. And also, it was the fastest completion of the Times crossword. Willie Rushton, eight times a duchess, 15 times a marchioness, 21 times a countess, 19 times a Spanish grandee. Very Warren Beatty during 14 days in Torremolinos. <laughs> fair old record, in my view. Actually, it replies to the most titled person in the world, the 18th Duchess of Alba. Good Lord. Tim, here's another one for you. 45 years up a stone pillar on the hill of Wandes near Antioch, Syria. It's Thompson's best ever value winter breakthrough. <laughs> yes? It is, in fact, the longest example of pole squatting. <laughs> if you're a pole, you can probably. That was before. <laughs> Stephen. Oh, Lord, I can't work out these figures. 108,593,000 lines. This is not some Frank Boff joke, is it? Oh, no, I... I um, sorry, sorry, Frank. Oh, sorry. No, um, how, many, how many million? 100-something million lines. 108,500,000. Oh, the, the, that's the... the shortest conference speech Neil Kinnock has ever made? <laughs> Yes, or the world's largest telephone network. Oh. Willie, oh. mammals. What? <laughs> <laughs> Same for you, huh? Yes. <laughs> what measures up to 135 millimetres in total length and weighs 7 to 10 grams? No, Edmunds. <laughs> the answer is Britain's smallest rodent. Damn close. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, here's one for you. Shin Shi Kyu Rin. <laughs> Song from Mary Poppins. Shin Shi Kyu Rin. Yes, it is. No. It's Dick Van Dyke's Cockney accent. <laughs> In a nutshell. <laughs> chin Shin Shi. <clears throat> no, it's Shin Shi. Chin chin. It's an artificial fur. It's the most expensive man-made fur. Never sold because it was more expensive than real chinchilla. <laughs> It's the longest word in Japanese. What's it mean? Thank you, Graham. We carry on. <laughs> we have a special word for thank you, Graham. <laughs> a nice thought. 
We'll move on now to the round called The Bad-Tempered Clavier. Uh, the aim of this is to see how far the team can sing a song when accompanied by a dreadful pianist. That which is our cue to introduce our pianist, Colin Sell. <laughs> Stephen and Graham, you're, you're coming up first now with uh, one that Stephen should know, The Lambeth Walk. <laughs> <coughs> Anytime you're Lambeth wine, any evening, any night, you'll find us all in the Lambeth walk. Oi! Every little Lambeth gal with a little Lambeth pal, you'll find them all in the Lambeth walk. Oi! Everything free and easy, do as you don't well please I thought Stephen got lost in one or two places there. <laughs> William Tim, will you sing Oh, I Do Like to Be Beside the Seaside? Oh, I do like to be beside the seaside. I do like to be beside the sea. Oh, I do like to stroll along the prom, 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 where the brass bands play till the om, pom, pom. So just let me be beside the seaside. Well, the judges have just handed me their verdicts, and the winners, by a margin of four to one, are Graham and Steve. <laughs> nice time. Time now to play a game called Cheddar Gorge. I'm going to say a word, and in turn, each of our team will say only one word following on to make a sentence, and I'll then press the buzzer when something funny happens. So. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, we'll start with you. Plumes. Who? Uh -huh. Plumes. Used. Once. To be... Symbolic. Of fertility during the winter solstice when Michael. Oh, who should we have? The <laughs> what? The Aspel. <laughs> Who presents or claims to present or <laughs> boasts of presenting his or. <laughs> Hers 
<laughs> on the Saturday before Christmas, <laughs> which falls just beneath <laughs> Friday, <laughs> the 14th part. <laughs> Part? Part. Part? Friday the 14th part. The 14th part of? <laughs> of the IB4, it should be. Friday the 14th part of? The opening month of? <laughs> or? Preferably. <laughs> under? The... <laughs> Inescapable force Gale Nine <laughs> Dogger <laughs> or <laughs> I think I'll stop at home before we sink a thousand ships in the North Sea. And we, the contest is now at fever pitch, because, uh, tip, tis, tis, because Tim and Willie are in the lead by about, uh, I mean, one, two, about 165 points, but don't worry, Graham and Stephen, it's early days yet, as we come to our last round, and uh, I'm going to ask them to introduce the late arrivals of the Fleet Street Ball. Um... Well, there's a strange figure that's just come in is a, a woman, uh, uh, usually, but uh, male on Sunday. <laughs> Part-time transvestite. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. <clears throat> only applied in the interests of national security, and their son, Dean Otis, only applied <laughs> in national security. Oh, here come Mr. and Mrs. Circular and their son, Kurt. <laughs> Mrs. Toriels and their son, Eddie. There's our old friend, Hugh Waterscorcher. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Mr. And Mrs. Mov Speech and their daughter, Frida. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Sandeth, <laughs> daughter, Bertha Sandeth. <laughs> Is Vestia here? Fleetsky <laughs> <laughs> Street, I suppose. Mr. and Mrs. Sism today, and their son Marxism today, and, uh, and his girlfriend, um, Millicent Tendency. <laughs> There's Mr. and Mrs. Spondent, and their popular daughter, our own correspondent. In the Sun Party, from the Sun newspaper, we have uh, Mr. and Mrs. Common Denominator, and their daughter, Lois Common Denominator. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, friend, Norbert Smuckers. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, it's all right, no. no I, I've got plenty of time. Oh, yeah. All right, no, you carry on. All right, this is, is Willie talking. The Neants and their daughter, Aggie. <laughs> the editor of, his, uh, editor of the Guardian and his long-standing escort, Miss Print. <laughs> Here are the ports with their daughter, Laura. <laughs> Mrs. Spage and their son Art Spage. <laughs> and, uh, 
Mr. and Mrs. Page Spread and their son Arthur. You can only see him, he's got a staple through the middle of him. Miss Mrs. Cope and their son Horace. <laughs> Well, as you can hear, <laughs> Stephen Fry has romped into the lead, so anything can happen now. That's the end of the programme. From Sweden. <coughs> Well-known friend. Mr and Mrs Edition and their son Lars. <laughs> Mrs to the editor and their daughter Lettuce. <laughs> right, that's all for this week. Join right. us again next time. Until then, goodbye. Garden, Willie Rushton and Tim Brooke Taylor were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Paul Spencer. <laughs> <laughs>